rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8.03 a.m. And you are oh. oh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. What a weekend. What a weekend. It is Monday, uh, the 6th of September. It is Labor Day, everyone. It is Labor Day. Welcome. If you're just tuning in, Josue Paez, good morning to you. As well, dear friend and brother, Harry Beast Dog Parlor shouts out all that Harry Beast Dog Radio. Everything, everything, everything. Not hungover from yesterday. No, we are in the house. Is that us or you? We don't know. Both of us. Uh, it is Labor Day, you guys. So we've got normal news. We've got normal headlines. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, updates, too. We've got breaking news. We've got a whole gamut of stuff going on this morning. We've also got the history of Labor Day as well. So yesterday was an interesting day. We discovered why people don't wear white after Labor Day, or rather why it's taboo, that is. Uh, but we got the coffee in here. The coffee is hot. We are here. How was the weekend for all of you guys? Did you have fun? I saw some uh, pictures. They were very nice. I saw people hanging out all over the place. Water Street, LaSalle Street. I saw some of y'all at Bally Doyle on the patio as well. I even saw a whole bunch of you at Aurora Tap House. That was cool. I even saw some of you. Check this out. I saw some of you riding bikes along the trail that goes back there behind Prisco Center. I saw a lot of you out and about uh, over the weekend. So I'm glad that you guys went out and enjoyed yourselves and had a good time. The time is now 8.05 a.m. Tracy Duran is here, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning. So yeah, we had our very first uh, Noticias y Mimosas yesterday. That was fun. It was at 24 North Broadway. Oh man, right? Hell yeah, it was a it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think that we might uh, we might do that again. Uh, it's going to be an ongoing thing. So it was a great event. It has a networking purpose. Uh, people come, relax. Four dollar mimosas, man. You can't beat it. Chilling out, laughs. We had a good time in there yesterday. Uh, so shout out to everybody who came. Thank you very much for all who attended. All right. So before we go any further, I got some things to tell you guys about. The time is now 8.06. Uh, first things first, there's a kids expo that is planned in Aurora. And this like, uh, excuse me, this looks like it's going to be a whole lot of fun and a really good time. State Representative Stephanie Kifferwit of Oswego will host her annual Kids Expo from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That'll be Saturday, September 18th at the Phillips Park Family Aquatic Center at 828 Montgomery Road here in Aurora. The event will take place in the north and south parking lots directly off of Howell Place. 
Uh, the Kids Expo will include interactive exhibits for children and dozens of vehicles and trucks for them to explore and learn about, including construction trucks, police cars, and a bookmobile. Holla! The event will once again showcase the Medivac helicopter, which will be landing at 10 a.m. and taking off around 11 a.m. from the event site. Hold on a second. Wait, the, what the? Well, first of all, good morning, Addie Rubio, dear friend of the show. Addie Rubio uh, is the um, director of programs coordinator of the Alive Teen Center on LaSalle Street here in Naperville. Shouts out to Addie Rubio, good friend of the show. Anyway, but did you hear that? They're going to have a helicopter, y'all. You ain't never seen nothing like that. Aurora's coming up, y'all. Oh, my goodness. There's a helicopter showing up. Um, all right. That's what Good Morning Aurora needs next time. What about that? Mimosas in a helicopter? Man. Okay. Uh, so this event will be free and open to the public. There will also be food and beverage vendors in addition to activities for children. Quote, it's important that our children build relationships with our first responders and key members of our community, like police officers, firefighters, paramedics, and letter carriers. My Kids Expo event has always been a warm reminder that we are all in this community together and it is an event for the whole family to enjoy. End quote from Dear State Representative of the 84th District, Stephanie if a whip. All right. For more information on this event, you can call 630-585-1308. And that is Representative Kifowitz's constituent office. The time is now 8.08 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Aisha Saxon and Greg Ellsbury are here. Good morning. Yay! Word up. Word up. So... How was the weekend for you guys? Let me know in the chat. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. What did you guys do? Where would you go? Like I said, I saw some pictures of your events because I'm friends with a whole lot of you guys. So I was checking you out on Instagram. I was checking you out on Facebook. I was even on the Snapchat for a little bit there. I'm not really a snapper. I just downloaded the app again just to look and lurk and see what was going on out there. But anyway, let me know what you guys did in the chat. Send it to me. The time is 8.09. Okay. So there's a lot of health-related news uh, that we're going to be covering as well. And don't forget, we're going to be talking about the history of Labor Day as well with you guys. Before we get to that health-related stuff, let's do some more of our um, local events. October 8th is the date. Don't forget Bridge Bash 2021. It'll be a great evening of outdoor fun. This will be from 6 to 10 p.m. at the venue in downtown Aurora in beautiful Monday Park. Consider a sponsorship for Bridge Bash 2021. Sponsorship packages are available and they include free tickets for your friends, an exclusive free pre-event, and more. Visit the website at neighborproject.us to buy individual or couples tickets. Register to join live or participate in the silent auction digitally at Neighbor Project US as well or text Bridge Bash to 243725. That number again is 243725. Fun and fundraising all in one. The outdoor live music celebration would not be the same without you. I have the link for sponsorships. I'm going to put that in the uh, chat for you guys. And I'd like to see you guys out there because I will be there as well. That's right. Your boy, your favorite host, your local radio news source will be in attendance on that date. Uh, on the 8th. So yeah, shouts out. Victoria Halamadonado is here. Good morning, Victoria. 
All right, you guys. And yes, that's right. Even on Labor Day, we are dedicated. I'm telling you. Yep, the news don't stop. Went to Treadwell this morning. And uh, Treadwell's going to be open until 1 o'clock today, you guys. So go downtown and get your fix for your coffee. Went to Treadwell this morning. They're like, Curtis, what the hell are you doing? You News on Labor Day? I'm like, yo, the news don't stop. It does not stop at all. Good morning to all other dear friends of the show, Cindy Morales, Jen Mendoza, and Greg Ellsbury. Good morning to all of our dear friends. Yes, we got the, uh, we've got Community Hero Day news. We've got Cups Broad Drive news. We got news. We got news. We got news. Our cup runneth over with the news today. Okay, you guys. So let's move on to the topics. And don't forget, let me know what you guys got into over the weekend in the chat. The time is 8, 11 a.m. Guys, I want you to know something. Uh, the Aurora Regional Fire Museum has stuff coming up. A lot of good events uh, will be taking place. And actually, you can also check the chat right now. I just put the link to the October 8th Bridge Bash uh, sponsorship uh, link in the chat for you guys. So please check that out at your leisure. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Did I tell you guys? Well, actually, yesterday I told you about uh, some of the health-related stuff that's going on. But there are vaccine drives happening. But there's also another mobile food pantry coming um, to our great community. Okay, a truck with volunteers giving away food and household items will be parked from 10 a.m. to noon Wednesday, September 15th at Mercy Housing. That's 1259 East Wilson Street, and that's in Batavia. From 10 a.m. to noon on the 22nd, a distribution will be held at Eden Supportive Living, and that's 311 South Lincoln Way in North Aurora. The distributions are for facility residents only. All right, the Aurora Area Food Interfaith Food Pantry is doing these mobile pop-up food pantries for Fox Valley senior low-income and supportive living facilities. Rebecca Dunnigan, Interfaith Community Outreach and Program Director, said pantry officials plan to tweak the new pop-ups as needed. Public drive through pop-ups resume Saturday the 18th from 8 a.m. to noon at St. Andrew Church in West Chicago and Friday, October 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. at Northgate Shopping Center parking lot on Lake Street in downtown or excuse me in Aurora. Uh, according to Ms. Dunnigan, a record 401 families, including 733 children, were served at the last public pantry held August 14th at Georgetown Elementary School in Aurora. In addition to food, toilet paper, laundry detergent, and hygiene items, 400 backpacks containing school supplies were distributed. Our, um, Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin and 8th Ward Alderwoman Patty Smith also assisted. Since January, the Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry has held mobile pop-up pantries at drive throughs on Fridays or Saturdays at churches, public parks, and school and library parking lots. Wow. They're getting it done, y'all. Partnering with Interfaith are Fox Valley Park District, Calvary Church in Naperville, and Blessings in a Backpack of Chicago. Area families are invited. Admission is free and identification is not required. Shouts out to our dear friends of the Aurora Area Food Pantry for all the stuff they got going on. All right, guys. You know what? Let's do it. You know what time it is. Right. Vaccine clinic is scheduled. The state of Illinois is partnering with St. David Episcopal Church to bring a free vaccine clinic to an area near you. 
September 10th is the date, and it'll be from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. All right. Uh, St. David Episcopal Church is located at 701 North Randall Road here in Aurora. Who is eligible? Well, the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is authorized and recommended for persons 12 years of age and older. To schedule your appointment, there is a link. I'll give you that in here in a little bit, but you can also call. The number is 833-621-1284. The number again is 833-621-1284. IDPH stands for the Illinois Department of Public Health. So if you guys ever see us post that, I always do try to... uh, you know, spell out what the acronyms are, because I know sometimes it gets tough. We do a lot of acronyms on this show. Uh, But yeah, if you see that, that's what it stands for, the IDPH. All right. Also, don't forget that uh, September is Mental Health, or excuse me, Suicide Awareness Month. There's a lot going on, but Mental Health Matters. Don't forget NAMI KDK. They're still looking for volunteers. Uh, The mission of NAMI is to provide free mental health education, support, and advocacy for individuals, family members, and communities. If you're interested, please contact the program's coordinator at programs at namikdk.org. That's programs at namikdk.org. Okay, so uh, the fifth annual Cups Broad Drive will be happening this year as well at the Aurora Regional Fire Museum from 5 to 8 p.m. on October First, y'all, don't forget, that's October 1st. Music, local vendors, and a photo booth. This will be an awesome community event. Support a great cause in downtown Aurora. There is a website with more details. I'm getting the link for that right now. I'm going to put that in the chat for you as well. Don't forget, the Kiwanis Club of the greater Fox Valley area is also looking for business donations for the silent auction that they have going on. On September 28th, uh, if you are interested, you can hit the email mendoza.wesos, W-E-S-O-S, at gmail.com. I saw a, you know what I saw the other night? I saw a uh, hotmail. Somebody sent us a hotmail. I haven't seen hotmail in a long time. I don't know who is still using hotmail, but uh, if they are, can somebody let them know that, you know, Gmail is around? That's just from me to them. Okay, if you guys missed it yesterday, man, you missed a shebang. We had mimosas, y'all. Oh, they were so good. They were so tasty. They were so light, fruity, crisp, and delicious. Oh, my God, they were great. $4 mimosas and the news. Y'all ain't never seen that before. Never. So if you missed it yesterday, don't trip, potato chip. We're going to do another one of those. We got some good feedback yesterday. A lot of our friends came through as well. We might pair some music with it next time. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do that. I'm going to reach out and see what we can do with some music. Um, As you guys know, we love, 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 love to support our community, our veterans, our seniors, our youth and our women-owned businesses as well. Yesterday was a good way to do all of the above, and it was a whole lot of fun. Tavern on Broadway was our host. Thank you once again to Tavern on Broadway and all of the local businesses who do such things. We gave a lot of shout-outs yesterday, too, so if your ears were ringing, Alvin Soto and the Soto family of McCarty Mills. Um, Who the heck else did we do? Chupacabra, all that. Boy, we did a whole lot of shout-outs yesterday, so if your ears were ringing... We might have been talking about you in a good way at that very moment. Okay, 
So our dear friend Tracy Duran has shared some news with us as well. I believe it's about the Aurora Regional Fire Museum. Let me see what it is. So she says, but she have more info, but she wants to let us all know that on October 2nd, the Aurora Regional Fire Museum is having their annual Community Hero Day. Yeah, that's what it was. Good looking out, Tracy. They have all sorts of municipal vehicles, police cars, fire trucks, and the folks that help keep the community safe. As soon as she has more information and details on that, she will update us. Hashtag you heard it here first. I like that. I like that, Tracy Duran. I like that. Hashtag you heard it here first. I like that. Keeping it original. Okay. Good morning to everybody. All of you guys are in here, man. I love to see all you wonderful people. If you get a little notification on your phone, that's me either liking your comment, responding back to you, hitting you with the heart button, or the uh, the old thumbs up. I do that. I like being interactive. All right. So we got a lot of union folks in the chat. Greg, um, Greg Ellsbury is a union guy. Sally Bice, good morning to you as well, dear friend. Sally Bice. Yeah. You know what? Yesterday, I didn't have to hit the claps button. If you were in attendance yesterday, you know that yesterday was the first time that Good Morning Aurora ever had live claps. That was so much fun. It was so cool not hitting control three. Ah, I love it. All right. So let's get into, you guys want the history of Labor Day now or should I give you a couple more local joints? Let me give you one more local topic right now. The time is 8.20 a.m. October 15th, which is a Friday, will be a great night. Our friends of Mutual Ground. I keep shouting Mutual Ground out to y'all a lot, so I hope that you are listening and taking part in what they do. Our friends of Mutual Ground will be hosting their black and white ball from 6 to 11 p.m. at the Hesed House. Excuse me. No. Oh, oh my God. You know what? Let's just drink coffee anyway because of it. Drink it. Sip it up. 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 Oh, my God. I didn't get the words wrong. I got the location wrong. All right, let's do that over. Our friends of Mutual Ground will be hosting their black and white ball from 6 to 11 p.m. at Hotel Arista. Once again, October 15th, which is a Friday. Located at 2139 Citygate Lane in Naperville, Mutual Ground supports everyone because it's a black and white ball. Our participants and guests must wear black and white or shades of black and white, including silver. Uh, there are tickets to purchase. I got the link for that. I'll give you that here in a second. Okay, let's get into the history of Labor Day. This is pretty interesting. I want you guys to know this is directly from the Department of Labor. Okay. Observed the first Monday of September, Labor Day as an annual celebration of the social and economic achievements of American workers. The holiday is rooted in the late 19th century when labor activists pushed for a federal holiday to recognize the many contributions workers have made to America's strength, prosperity, and well-being. Before it was a federal holiday, Labor Day was recognized by labor activists and individual states. After municipal ordinances were passed in 1885 and 1886, a movement developed to secure state legislation. New York was the first state to introduce a bill, but Oregon was the first to pass a law recognizing Labor Day on February 21, 1887. During 1887, four more states, Colorado, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York, passed laws creating a Labor Day holiday by the end of the decade. 
Connecticut, Nebraska, and Pennsylvania had followed suit. By 1894, 23 more states had adopted the holiday, and on June 28, 1894, Congress passed an act making the first Monday in September of each year a legal holiday. Now, there's two gentlemen who history has decided to make competitors as to the first person to propose any sort of recognition in the form of a holiday for workers. It's not entirely clear, but two workers can make a solid claim to the founder of the Labor Day title. Some records show that in 1882, a gentleman by the name of Peter McGuire, General Secretary of the Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners, and a co-founder of the American Federation of Labor, suggested setting aside a day for a general holiday for the laboring classes to honor those, quote, who from rude nature have delved and carved all the grandeur that we behold, end quote. But Peter McGuire's place in Labor Day history was not gone, rather has not gone unchallenged, excuse me. Many believe that machinist Matthew McGuire, not Peter McGuire, founded the holiday. Research seems to support the contention that Mr. Matthew McGuire, later the Secretary of Local 344 of the International Association of Machinists in Patterson, New Jersey, proposed the holiday in 1882. Wow. While serving as Secretary of the Central Labor Union in New York, according to the New Jersey Historical Society. After President Grover Cleveland, damn, throwback. Uh, after President Cleveland signed the law creating a National Labor Day, the Patterson Morning Call published an opinion piece stating that, quote, the souvenir pen should go to Alderman Matthew McGuire of this city, who was the undisputed author of Labor Day as a holiday, end quote. Both McGuire and McGuire attended the country's first Labor Day parade in New York City that year. The first Labor Day holiday was celebrated on Tuesday, September uh, 5th, excuse me, 1882 in New York City in accordance with the plans of the Central Labor Union. The Central Labor Union held its second Labor Day holiday just a year later on September 5th, 1883. By 1894, 23 more states had adopted the holiday and on June 28th, 1894, President Grover Cleveland signed a law making the first Monday in September of each year, a national holiday. Many Americans celebrate Labor Day with parades, picnics, and parties. Festivities very similar to those outlined by the first proposal for a holiday, which suggested that the day should be observed with a street parade to exhibit, quote, the strength and esprit de corps of the trade and labor organizations. Um, followed by a festival for the recreation and amusement of the workers of their families, this pattern, excuse me, this became the pattern for the celebrations of Labor Day. Speeches by prominent men and women were introduced later, as more emphasis was placed upon the economic and civil significance of the holiday. Still later, by a resolution of the American Federation of Labor Convention in 1909, the Sunday preceding Labor Day was adopted as Labor Sunday and dedicated to the spiritual and educational aspects of the labor movement. American labor has raised the nation's standards of living and contributed to the greatest production the world has ever known, and the labor movement has brought us closer to realization of our traditional ideals of economic and political democracy. It is appropriate, therefore, 
that the nation pays tribute to Labor Day, excuse me, on Labor Day, to the creator of so much of the nation's strength, freedom, and leadership, the American worker. Now, I, uh, me, personally, as an individual, the time is 8.27 a.m. Um, now, I personally, my dad was a member of local union number one. My dad was an iron worker. Um, so, union blood, union ethics, union morals and union interests have always been just a part of who I am. I remember when I was a kid, my dad telling me that I should get a job and make sure I join a union. Uh, I remember my dad, I can remember it very well. I can remember my dad telling me the strength of being in a union and what life is like if you weren't in a union. I can also remember my dad um, infusing the fact that being an African-American and joining the union uh, was a decision that he was extremely proud of. I remember all of his stickers, his patches. I remember his different colored helmets from his ascension up the ladder. Um, I can remember all that. I remember all that stuff. I remember him waking up doing every single thing in that local union number one t-shirt. Uh, and I say all that to say that uh, I am a blue collar guy. This is a blue collar show. And our values are always and will always be blue collar. The time is now 829 a.m. All right, so let's move on to some of the local stuff also that we got going on. Uh, and I got something else to tell you guys about. This is local and uh, it's special. A few weeks into his new job as chief of police, Aurora's top cop talks his goals for the future. Aurora Police Chief Keith Cross was originally looking to retire after his son graduated from college. But when the opportunity to serve as Aurora's next top cop came up, he felt the need to stay and lead the department as it tackles a number of new initiatives. All right. Chief Cross, who served with the department since 1994. Damn, 1994, I was 12 years old. He took the helm of Aurora Police. Uh, excuse me. He took the helm of the Aurora Police during a time when, uh, when policing is changing. And Aurora has seen many new programs like the creation of the Civilian Review Board, which had its first meeting last month. And a body camera program police are beginning to roll out at the core of what he wants to accomplish as chief involves bridging the gap between officers and the public, particularly in the uh, minority community. He hopes to mend the department's relationship that was strained during the coronavirus pandemic and a summer of civil unrest following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Quote, 
It's going to take a lot of difficult conversations and be put in difficult positions and having to do things that you're not accustomed to doing. But those things pay off in the long run. It's all about building that trust. And I want the public to be able to trust us. End quote. Now, let me just let me just say for the moment. Uh, I believe. That. Trust between communities and the police is not something that can either be built or destroyed overnight, I do believe that that trust is something that's built over a long time. And it doesn't necessarily get destroyed, it gets frayed. Kind of like a rope does. Navy reference. We call ropes in the Navy lines. But that's kind of like how it is. You know, picture a rope, you guys. The rope just doesn't snap. Right? It frays. The fibers. That's what happens. Starts to fray, starts to deteriorate, and over time that breaks down. That, in my opinion, is the same type of uh, uh, activity that takes place with police departments and the city. Things become frayed. However, I do believe that uh, Aurora is better placed in other cities because uh, it doesn't have a long and egregious history afraid relationships between communities and police the time is 8:32 both former aurora police chief kristen zeman and chief cross are disciples of community policing cross has said that he has kept the same top 2 goals as zeman improving community policing and reducing violent crime which he believes go hand in hand i agree with that one aspect to improving excuse me improving Trust is recruiting more diverse members to the force, which he admits is not going as quickly as he hoped. Now, I know that because I read a wonderful article that he did two years ago where he bemoaned, word of the day, bemoaned. He bemoaned the lack of uh, diversity in the police department and his struggles trying to recruit officers of color. Uh, Cross is the second black police chief in Aurora's history and um, said the latest recruitment class of 11 recruits had one black man and a few Hispanic men. Quote, it's a process and I understand that anytime you're trying to implement something new, it's not going to be an overnight change. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. And if we continue doing the things we're doing, we'll see more and more people of color come in. End quote. Okay. All right, guys, it's 8.33 a.m. I hope that you guys are doing good this morning. It is Labor Day, and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. I am the kind of guy who believes that we live in a pretty much uh, open, inclusive and hard work in society. And today being Labor Day, I'm glad that our show is listened to by union workers. I'm glad that in our, and I know this for a fact, I'm not just blowing smoke up your... How do I know? I know for a fact that our show plays on radios in union households. I know that on the shelf... In a few garages in North Aurora and in Aurora, 
right next to the union sticker or that union yard sign is that radio blasting good morning aurora i know that and that makes me absolutely proud um because as i mentioned i'm a guy who supports unions i support workers and i support all of our rights to achieve okay Sally Bice says, how can you watch? I only get you through a Facebook audio. Well, to watch us, Sally, um, go to our YouTube channel. Hit up the YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Um, yeah, that's how you can watch us. Casildo Casey Cuevas is here. Good morning, Casildo. And Uni Camacho is here. Uni, what is up, my sister? All right, Chicago Metro Metro LCLAA celebrates today and fights for your rights every day. Shouts out, my brother. Now, let me make sure I got this right. Let me see. That's the Latino Coalition of Latin America. Oh, what is that, Casildo? Can you, Casildo, can you break down that acronym in the chat, dear man, please, my friend? Okay. Nora Peterson is here. Good morning. Nora Peterson was at Noticias and Mimosas on Sunday, y'all. She was there chilling with us. Uh, Nora Peterson is the executive director of Document the Abuse. She is a uh, dear friend of the show, and she's got a whole lot of things cooking. Things cooking that which which uh, we will be happy to debut once the oven is off and the bell dings. Okay. The Royal Public Library is having a workshop on the Back to Business Grant program the link for that is in the chat check that out you guys now i maria torito's here good morning maria okay um i think that you deserve a lot i do i think you deserve a lot you definitely deserve to take part in that back to business grant program uh the link of which is in the chat but i do think that you deserve to know should i hit you with some food information yeah i think i will okay did you guys know that in north aurora there is a wonderful local restaurant called mama's kitchen they do soul food and they also um liaison and work with the north aurora police department they have delivered tasty treats to many people and they have a food truck as well their hours have changed uh go to their facebook page that's mama's kitchen i think mama's jamming kitchen mama's jamming kitchen and check out their new hours they have chicken and waffles if you have not had chicken and waffles you are missing out jennifer ryan maiton is here good morning jennifer good to see you jennifer ryan maiton um had a good time over the weekend lots of our friends had a good time over the weekend all right okay you guys let's move on with our news take the mystery out of securing state grant funding with online training hosted by our friends of the icjia that's the illinois criminal justice information authority your recipe for grant success is training that allows you to learn at your own pace. It's informing you of everything you need to know to write a successful grant application. With registration steps, a process overview, and submission tips, ICJIA is there to help you succeed. Now, the ICJIA is located in Chicago, uh, and I took part in grant reviewing. That was an interesting thing to do. Uh, it's a lot to it, you guys, as well. All right. 
Uh, don't forget our friends at the Aurora Public Library Foundation. They're having their second annual virtual 5K walk and run. It's called Lace Up for Literacy, and it's going until today. You can still get your run on, you guys. As you know, we had Laura Stoney, Heather Sturm, and Christina Campos on the show just last week to tell you all about the efforts in getting a brand new bookmobile. A bookmobile that is more eco-friendly with a nice lithium battery. Ooh. Awesome. And it might even, might even have coffee in it. How do I know? Because we were here debuting it, sir. That's why we know. Okay. Uh, the Alive Teen Center, don't forget, they're accepting applications for their mentorship program. The purpose of that program is to create positive peer relationships between middle school students and upperclassmen. For more information or to apply, you can visit their website at alivecenter.org. Very, very cool. All right. And the very last uh, the very last meal partnership between the Kane Senior Council and St. Athanasius Greek Orthodox Church is taking place uh, next week on the 13th, which is Monday. State Representatives Stephanie Kiffelwood, Barbara Hernandez and Keith Wheeler have been partnering with the Kane Senior Council and St. Athanasius Greek Orthodox Church, providing those free meals to seniors once a month. And that has been going on for two months, you guys. The very last one is next Monday, the 13th. It'll be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And St. Athanasius is located at 1855 5th Avenue in Aurora. Shouts out to our wonderful state representatives and Kane Senior Council and St. Athanasius. Okay. Time is 840, you guys. All right. Last but not least, last but not least, the Aurora Noon Lions Club. They're holding a pork chop dinner fundraiser Wednesday, September 22nd. Now, this event is going to be held from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. at Luigi's Pizza and Fun Center. That's located at 732 Prairie Street in Aurora. The public is invited. Patrons may pick up dinners in a drive through or eat in the center. Proceeds will benefit Aurora-based cities and schools, a nonprofit that helps students succeed in school and life. Formerly called Communities and Schools, CIS provides school supplies, winter coats, school day counseling services, and after-school homework help, snacks, and enrichment activities at 28 area schools. In August, CIS distributed 2,500 back-to-school kits containing school supplies and fruit at a drive-thru in Phillips Park. Now, hold on just a moment, because I remember that. You guys remember that? We were happy to debut that information here on the show, and we showed you guys that as well. We posted that and talked about it, and then the city of Aurora did a, uh, what did they do? I think they did a video on it as well. If I'm not mistaken, I think that was one of the City of Aurora's live videos that they had on Facebook. They don't always do live videos on Facebook. Sometimes ABC 7 News comes out there and covers stuff. But I think that was one of the events that they did live on Facebook the whole time. Uh, that was really cool. All right. Uh, so diners may choose from two pork chops with baked beans, coleslaw, applesauce, roll, and butter, and a cookie. Or a chicken dinner with sides. Yummy. Tickets are 14 bucks at the door from Lions members. And you can place advanced orders 
as well, you guys. Um, I got the link for this cool thing with the Aurora Noon Lions. Shout out to the Aurora Noon Lions. And they just celebrated 100 years. Holy cow. They've been around. Where there is a need, there is a lion. Very cool. They got 140 volunteers. They funded 800 projects. And they have 512 beneficiaries. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to take a few moments here, just a few moments of your time. I hope that you dear people do not mind. The time is 8.42 a.m. I want to give a little bit of love to one of our fine institutions and organizations that we have here in the city of Aurora. If you go downtown Aurora and you're hanging out in and around Stope and Benton, you will know that there's a great place called Support Techs, and that's one East Benton, and that used to be the old Aurora Public Library. In Support Techs are some great organizations, one of which is the, uh, excuse me, Aurora American Legion Post Number 84, which has some superstars, some veterans, and some dedicated public servants like Mr. Mike Eckberg, who was a friend of the show. And there's also a bunch of other great folks in there like Stephanie Kiffelwet, who are members of that Legion Post. That Legion Post is the Roosevelt uh, Legion Post, and it's named after the son of Teddy Roosevelt, who was killed flying on, I believe, the Eastern Front in World War One. Uh, that Legion Post does a lot of good stuff here in our community. And if you are unfamiliar with the American Legion, who they are or what they do, uh, then you should definitely... Uh, get familiar check them out on their website oh you guys are talking about, i see what you guys are talking about you're talking about the camera yeah well we don't have a uh we're, we're doing this yeah we're live we're live you're watching us greg and sally uh but tomorrow we've got some good interviews or rather a good good interview for you guys thursday we've got the league of women voters coming on to talk to us about all of their activities who they are what they do and how you can get involved don't forget that's going to be thursday at 8 a.m okay uh i'm going to give you guys some jobs information before i wrap this up and get out of here because we've got some friends who are hiring and i'd be remiss if i didn't help you get a job or if you know anyone who is interested in applying you can definitely hook them up as as well our friends at Mutual Ground are hiring for a number of positions, clinical manager, prevention educators, relief advocates, and therapists. Mutual Ground is a nonprofit organization providing education and life-changing services to end the cycle of domestic and sexual violence. Uh, they're a trusted resource and a longtime staple in our community. So if you are interested in applying for their jobs, I've got the link. I'll put that. Um, oh, excuse me. My stomach. Ah, stomach is growling. I don't have a stomach growl button here at the moment, but my stomach is growling, y'all. I am hungry. Okay, uh, let's continue. Let's continue. Please, please, please. October 2nd from noon to 5 p.m., our friends of Talented 10 Social Services are hosting a holiday craft and vendor fair. Now, the end of the year is already coming up. Holy cow. Think about that, guys. I'm telling you about holiday craft and vendor fairs. It's my job to deliver you the news and the headlines, but goodness gracious. It's kind of strange to let you know that it's going to be December pretty soon. Uh, this will be a fun event. There's a $25 vendor fee, and the location will be 205 North Lake Street. 
As I've told you guys many times before, 205 North Lake Street is a place where there are a number of different community and helpful initiatives that are happening out of that location. So different services such as uh, addiction services, housing services, and other social services are and have been and will continue to be happening out of 205 North Lake Street. So get ready to keep hearing that address, 205 North Lake Street, 205 North Lake Street, 205 North Lake Street. Located at 8 North Broadway in downtown Aurora is a wonderful veteran and woman-owned business in the heart of downtown shopping, and it is called Cottonseed Creative Exchange. It's a great place, and in there you can get all sorts of great stuff, from coffee to candles to stickers and you can even get Good Morning Aurora shirts in there. Every purchase goes to uh, support arts, culture, and community here in downtown location. And your purchase of anything in that store supports veterans and women-owned business. Shout out to our friends of Cottonseed Creative Exchange. And yes, Josue, you are right. The year is almost done. Holy cow. I know. I know. It's almost over, you guys. So... It's Labor Day, uh, but you know, you guys relax today. I know it's labor. Labor means work, but take a take a little load off today. You deserve it. Our workers have made that possible for us. Casildo, holy cow, brother, you did it. Thank you very much, Casildo, and good morning to you, uh, Maria Chirito, dear friend. Good morning. Um, the LCLAA stands for the Labor Council for Latin American Advancement. Thank you very much, sir. I was getting that wrong, but I'm glad I got that right. The LCLLA is the leading national organization for Latino Latina workers. It's been since excuse me since 1972. They've been a grassroots organization. Very cool. Glad to hear that. Okay, the time is 8.48 a.m. All right, you guys, I am going to wrap this up just a few minutes early for you guys. I am going to help myself out here and get myself some much-deserved breakfast. Guys, I'm starving. I'm starving. Now, I know we go typically till 9 a.m. I love you. We're going to 9 a.m. the rest of the week, but I need, guys, I got no food. I've been surviving on like a granola bar and coffee. My stomach is rumbling, you guys. Thank God the mic is a little bit turned down because you could hear my stomach other than that. All right. The last thing I'm going to tell you about my dear and wonderful friends is uh, news about Suicide Awareness Month, which is happening because it's September. Do not forget, my dear friends, that we can all help prevent suicide. Suicide, or excuse me, September is National Suicide Prevention Month. All month, mental health advocates, prevention organizations, survivors, allies, youth, and community members unite to promote to promote, excuse me, suicide prevention awareness. Now, 15% of Kane County 10th and 12th graders reported seriously considering suicide in the previous 12 months. That's according to the Illinois Youth survey. Create art to raise awareness about suicide prevention. Young people under the age of 26 are invited to create art that raises awareness and inspires community conversations about suicide prevention. 
Art submissions will be displayed in art galleries in September. Masks are required for all, regardless of vaccination status. Free art supply kits and space to create your project are available at many Kane County locations. Okay. Do not forget that uh, the city of Aurora has a lot of stuff going on starting tomorrow at City Hall from 5 to 8 p.m. Children, youth, families, and community members are invited to view art created by young people for Suicide Prevention Month. And that's going to be the Youth Art Showcase. Remember, tomorrow, City Hall, 5 to 8 p.m. Side Street Studios, that's to be uh, Wednesday the 15th from 5 to 8 p.m. And that's at 15 Ziegler Court in Elgin, Illinois. And on the 17th, which is a Friday, the Geneva Arts Center will be the location for the Youth Art Showcase. And that's going to be at 321 Stevens Street Suite Q in Geneva, Illinois. The Youth Art Showcase Highlighting National Suicide Prevention Month all September is brought to us by many community partners, such as Simply Destiny, the Veterans Crisis Line, Family Focus, SPS of America, NAMI KDK, that's Kane South, DeKalb, and Kendall Counties, the Family Service Association of Greater Elgin, and the Kane County System of Care, and that includes the Kane County Health Department. All right, you guys. I hope that you guys enjoyed the show today. Uh, do not forget, subscribe to the show on YouTube. We appreciate it very much. Go there to YouTube right now, you guys. Hit that subscribe button, and uh, you can get the notifications every single time we go live. We've done some great interviews with some wonderful community partners, such as Martin Luna and Denise Ellsbury of Simply Destiny, Congressman Bill Foster. We've done a lot, you guys. We've done a lot. And we have a lot more to come. We are proud to be the second largest city's first daily news podcast, your place for news, weather, headlines, art, and community all the time. We've been around for 16 months now, you guys, so we made it to one year, and as I've told folks before, we've got 99 more to go. I hope that all of you great people have a blessed, positive, wonderful, motivating, and uplifting day today. Uh... Take care of yourself and each other.
Thank you.